spoiler alert. Oh, fuck! This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This is the house that funk builds. Groove a modest style. This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking volunteer firefighters, Jamba Juice, and having a great sense of humor. Let's go back to my crib and get more twisted, if that's possible. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. I'm watching Evan shake his ass right now. <laughs> and like, I just that, can't stop. I actually thought that we were just going to do the whole song like we did with the Dire Straits. And yeah, I really like how people complained about that. I did too. And I, I, I think we should threaten to play the entire Dire Straits album next time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> actually a really good minutes. idea. It'll be like it'll be like a, a two and a half hour podcast. Yeah, people will look at the time, the running time, and be like, "Oh my god, what a supersized episode this week!" Yeah. But it's mostly the Dire Straits album. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Welcome to an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD, or an all-no episode of New Fucking ZD. Yeah, it's a, this is all no. <laughs> all no. Uh, episode 73, we did it. We made it to Johnny Cakes. We actually considered like just bagging it here. Yeah. This might be the would, last one. Wouldn't it be like a great statement, sort of a la the final episode, if we just decided like to go into endless black like the second <laughs> yeah. that johnny cakes was done potentially the most controversial sopranos episode we might that's our statement we might we might put out just an hour of of, of just silence the next 13 weeks and then uh and then that's it yeah or once a month so we could make well, it last 13 months or that's right like, yes. that'd be better yeah we're trying to just we're we're doing the stretching hand signal to each other because we're just trying to stretch for time the last uh, yeah. whole batch of episodes here yeah because so, we're we're almost done uh as we said last week we're in the final this now we're in the, the, the final 14 episodes here and so um, this is a final 14 episode it is and it's a would top say. 14 episode i would say yeah top I 14 think, final 14 <laughs> right yeah for sure if you ask me to give my top 14 episodes from best to worst i would just i would list the next 14 episodes just straight right this one being the best and the finale being the worst top of the final top 14 episodes exactly <laughs> that's where we're at right now uh uh no but i'm really glad we had our pre-episode meeting to suss yeah. this out <laughs> we're, we're rushing into this week uh this is doing like two hours um yeah. But we made it. We made it to Johnny Cakes. Yeah. It is a contro- controversial episode for many reasons, I guess, but mostly... Uh, a mile marker of sorts. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, mostly for the veto and uh, and Johnny Cakes up in New Hampshire storyline. His name is Jim, by the His way. Jimbo. Jim. Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo. But I think many of us, I, I refer to him as Johnny Cakes now. Yeah. Indefinitely. Um, I mean, and, and actually, like, this is this is a special episode to us because we talk to each other like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Like when we are about to pod, you know, say, Brendo, wait, you think I was looking for you? <laughs> you know, like when I don't want to do the podcast, you know, yeah. like I, uh, and you know. I, I'm often like, you tell a lie so long that <laughs> you forget what podcast you're on. Yeah. And then I say, and, let's go back to the studio and get more twisted if that's possible. <laughs> uh, I love Hernan. He Hernan is, is uh, the best. He's my soulmate in many ways. He uh, plays a great character in Boardwalk Empire. He's uh, he? Lucky he? Luciano. 
That's not him. Is it That's really? It's totally him, and you see his cock in, in Boardwalk Empire. Holy shit. I actually never put that, again, put that together. I never would have looked it up online to yeah. confirm it, yeah. um, but good to know. So Great. to whatever that guy's name is, let's just from us to you, we'll suck your cock. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Great. So that wraps up No Fucking ZD. It's been a great couple of years. Well, it's Johnny Cakes. We got yeah, to throw it. some I'll suck your cocks at some guys. That's you know what true. I mean? I mean Lovingly. And Lovingly. Loving, yeah. Not that th- there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know? of course not. Um, so where do you want to jump in here? Do you want to jump into Vito and uh, and <laughs> just, just knock that out? or? Uh, um, I'm still getting warmed up. You know, that's the thing. But true. I mean, can we... Can, l- yeah, ju- let's jump into Vito. Because... Let's do it. You know what? There's so much good stuff happening yeah. with Vito. You know what I mean? We go through so much... So there, there, there's just a lot of interesting dynamics. You know, Jimbo Agreed. is like a real formed human being. Mm-hmm. Seems like he has a rad life. You know, he's a volunteer firefighter, got his bike thing. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's a... He's a <laughs> he's got his bike thing. Yep. Yeah, he's got his bike thing. He's sort of what Tony would call a community leader, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> right. You know? Sure. With his uh, his Johnny Cakes and his uh, his daughter with the glue gun. And all that stuff, (laughs) you know? I love that. I love how many little stray details we get about him, but it paints a nice picture, you know? It does, yeah. Um, I think, like, one of the complaints about this was just kind of how fast... Oh, right here. (laughs) Okay, let's go. About our podcast, yeah. Uh, No, no, but I think one of the complaints was just kind of how fast it all happens, that Vito just kind of falls for this dude immediately, um, and that it wasn't really earned in a way, I guess. Would you not? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean... He's um, got everything you want. He he certainly does. And everything... Everything you need. Specifically, he's got everything inside of you that you, <laughs> you wish, wish you, you could, could be. be. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so um, how, how long was that? Was that an hour yet? Okay. Yeah, we're done. We're done. I think that's <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, one of the complaints was that it's, it, uh, it feels rushed. And it kind of does in a way. They, they do fall for each other really quickly. But you're right. I mean, he is like a really well-drawn character. Yeah. Um, Are and they playing with time here? Like, I mean, probably. we don't really know what the span here is. We're getting it condensed. We didn't get much veto in the last episode. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of catching, we're playing, you know, this is like time-lapse footage a little bit, I feel like. It is. I, I think we talked about it before and, and decided that like every episode is probably about a month. Although it doesn't, f- not every not every episode. Some of them happen in much more condensed time spans. But And if you're talking about No Fucking ZD, sometimes an episode is about 18 months <laughs> well, right, or so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, where are we at like weather-wise on the show now? It starts in the summer. It's really hot at Johnny's wedding or Johnny's daughter's wedding. Now it's like right. a little more uh, closer to Christmas. So, so, so t- some time has gone by is all yeah, I'm saying. Well, they're going to be riding motorcycles and taking their shirts off in the sun in no time. So that, That's true, but that, that New England weather, I mean, who really knows? Who, you, you get those warm days in yeah. December. I mean, who knows what when this is happening? That gay New Hampshire weather. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. But what I'm, what I'm asking you is, mm-hmm. is it possible that the time scale is different in Vito land? Oh, possibly. Because, you know, he is, let's be, he's in Oz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about this last week and I think that was a pretty good point I made. You know, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm going to ride this one until the wheels fall off because okay. <laughs> I nailed it. Um, but, you know, he went, he had his like tornado moment when he went yes. through the storm and then he came out and his life was in color, you right. know, yep. and he was wearing his ruby red slippers, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, that's kind of uncanny, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he comes out, he finds Jimbo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
he's like the scarecrow you know? <laughs> <laughs> right i guess so. i guess he has a brain i don't know but i don't know which one he is but the point is that like he's in oz so it's like it's like bizarro territory like who knows maybe it's like stargate or like maybe it's like contact this is more like contact with jody mm. foster where he comes out and it's only been like a second and a half of his life right but it feels like it's been a year a long time right it's a big fan theory i uh, that's a deep pull and i love it yeah i love that movie actually yeah me too it's um, really when you find out that only a second's gone by it's heartbreaking yeah yeah but no one's gonna believe but then like the tape actually run ran for a certain amount of time i don't know something yeah yeah Uh, anyway (laughs) well look i mean carl sagan what up is always yeah (laughs) i mean i just think that like when Vito finally got to new hampshire he was okay to go and i think that that's like the important thing to remember right uh yeah there might be some time stuff going on here though like he he might have been there for a while but i see what you're saying like that uh back home maybe it's it's a little shorter and uh yeah 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 i think a one-to-one i think so i agree um they're kind of picking up at the interesting spots which could uh take place over a year or who really knows yeah exactly um but (laughs) he's eaten a lot of johnny cake let's put it that way (laughs) like so many johnny cakes yes Uh, he's off the wagon he's very much off the wagon (laughs) uh uh not doing a lot of work on his quote-unquote book <laughs> yeah, who is it on Rocky Balboa? <laughs> I forget. The, the real life boxer Rocky Balboa. Is that something. what it is? It's something no, it's, like it's that, Rocky right? Rocky Marciano. It's, uh, right. Who he, is the real? He's a boxer. Right. No, I'm saying he Why are you is the real. My chops. Like I don't know. Should we pause it for one second? Let's <laughs> let's, let's have a conversation. Um, but this is this is Vito's real quote unquote coming out episode in some ways. I mean, he was kind of forced to come out back home in Jersey. Right, right, um, right. This is him really and truly realizing that this is maybe the life for him, you know? And, That's true. And kind of realizing this is what he actually desires and wants to do. Uh, and he's free from the shackles of New Jersey and his his normal, uh, you know, mafia lifestyle and the, the quote-unquote friends around him. And he can kind of finally accept who he is, or at least like see who he really is and he's given the choice to either well, accept it or not and he has a tough he has a tough time getting used to that for sure he does yeah um you know i, I mean i love when he he uh he's at the bar and he goes and he sits down with the boys mm-hmm. and uh jimbo says you know he's a very funny guy yeah great sense of humor i like that i love he's slick you nice know he's code, like yeah. this, this guy's super gay mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> and, and it's chill right i like that i like the when Vito does or when vince sits down um vince there's that moment where Jimbo gives him that real subtle nod, which I think is a great little just piece of acting. What do you mean of, when when they were like when he was like staring him down? Yeah, like, I, yeah. like he gives him a really just subtle nod, like yes, you can be yourself right now. Um, yeah, which I don't. He, he picks up that this is new right, for him. Right. Uh, exactly. I don't think that that's something he would ever get back home. I don't think really any of the Except guys. Except to like kill that guy. That's well, what the subtle nod is about back yeah, home. You know, true, it's yeah. like take him out. You right, know, like true. sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, none of the guys back home really and truly get that. You know, Tony couldn't ever really be himself with the other guys. If you ever just told him about like the sensitive feelings he had, you know, yeah. like he would never really get accepted. So it's, it's a nice moment in that way. He's, he's finally kind of free from that. And, you know, um, I, I, I think it's easy to criticize this episode. It at some points does feel less realistic than your average Sopranos episode. You know, when they save the kid at the beginning during the fire, oh, it's I just kind of like, you know, this is happening a little fast. 
Um, but they still so, have a little paint by number action happening. There is, but they still have those little flourishes that remind us that it is just great writing. And that's one right. of those scenes, you know? Well, I like how, yeah, absolutely. That one for sure. But then also like they get into a fist fight right after <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I like that too. And it's like, okay, we're, but like back to reality here, like he, he can't totally do it. Like they're saving the, the kid and yeah. like, we'll get him Sarah, you know, like, and all that shit. And then he's, he's like watching them, like the conversation that they have when like, they're talking about how how Vito's basically just sitting there staring at them while they're doing their fire fire trait fi- firefighter training thing, mm-hmm. and he's just like, and so they know he's a closet queen, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, or not so clo- I don't know, like I guess st- staring is you know whatever, yeah. Um, but then they get into a huge fight, and and Vito tries to pick up this pole to like totally fuck up Jimbo, like, oh, yeah, 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 like actually hurt him, yeah, and. It's like if he had succeeded, first of all, Jimbo could can clearly take Vito when mm-hmm. he when Vito isn't using a pistol, right? But Vito's going to come in... back with some guys, you know. <laughs> like that's that's what. But he's not going to come back with some guys now, you know, because he's in New right. Hampshire. He's on yeah. his own, and I just think that's an interesting scene because he really would have like just reflexively like really hurt Jimbo. Yeah, even maybe even killed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, like, that's like a, uh, yeah. Either way, it would have been on a, like a criminal level. You right. know what I mean? It wouldn't have been just like. Okay, fine. We were fighting. You wouldn't, know? Yeah, it wouldn't be like uh, AJ and the Pia Costa kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be exactly. Like, yeah, 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 precisely. This, he would wind up in the hospital. Buy me a new shirt. You yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah. So a little bit of the old life kind of comes back for one second. Mm-hmm. I like that that Jimbo physically just kicks it out of his hand. You know, I think that that maybe is supposed to kind of be a visual metaphor <laughs> a little bit. I think or it's I'm a reading strong, into it. It's a strong metaphor. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, it's not a gun, but it's. He calls him a dirty fighter, and mm-hmm. he says, you know, you know, it's so like, I mean, he's kind of saying, like, it's okay. I mean, he says, have a nice life, asshole, or whatever. Like, yeah. he basically tells him to go fuck himself. But it's kind of a nice welcome back to the real world where it's like, okay, you know, like, this is... This isn't that serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. It's just like a regular... It's disagree lovers quarrel you know what i mean standard standard (laughs) real life yeah um but after that i mean Vito feels bad about it jimbo is extremely forgiving i mean he 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 probably had some kind of similar struggle himself but years ago i would assume you know i mean coming out is probably just difficult no matter what yeah totally Um, it's clear he gets it right exactly regard i mean he doesn't get it get it like he has suspicions and by the end of the episode he's like you're not writing a book you know like he's kind of just like that old guy is 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 bothering Vito because Vito just wants to sit there and stare at at jimbo while he makes johnny cakes but like the guy's grilling him about boxers he's like i don't know (laughs) like You know, he just kind of oh, can't right. handle yeah, it. Dude at the diner. He's totally blowing up his spot. And you're yeah, just yeah, sitting yeah. there like, oh my God, the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. He doesn't know shit about this, you know? Yeah. And but, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Trying we've, to hit on someone like, yeah, I'm a monster truck driver. And someone's like, me too. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, why did I choose that? Shit. Yeah. Um, you but even after me. that, I think the, the motorcycle thing happens after that, right? So, uh, the, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, he, he forgives and forgets. And, and, and you're right. He, he, he gets it. He's no dummy. No, Jimbo's no dummy. Yeah. Um, he's got a simple life, but he's no, that's, I think that that's a nice sort of gesture that this episode makes where like Jimbo's got the simple life, mm-hmm. but he's like taking care of his, he's got what he needs. He's like, you know, he's a proud gay man, mm-hmm. firefighter. Like he's got a good job. He takes care of his family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we get all of that in this episode and like, but we're also shown that it's just, it, 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 it's just simple you know it's, yeah. it's the simple life but he's no dummy right. you know what i mean and that's the that's i think the 
the mistake that a lot of characters in the Sopranos make. They think that you're immediately an idiot, you know, if you don't, you know, sort of take advantage of everyone around you or something. Yeah, they I think suppose. you're some regular jerk off, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think yeah. I think Vito can see in Jimbo like he's a real person, you know, who, who's who's got it carved out pretty well. Yeah. And honestly, he does. I, I watched yeah. that and I'm kind of like, man, you know, in a lot of ways, I kind of hope that in my 40s when I, after I've won multiple Emmys and Oscars. Yeah, just and, bag it. And potty awards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's potty? I don't know. Is that like a party award in New a, England? Yes. The potty that's awards? That's what it is. I want to win, win that. Uh, no, podcast awards. Uh, the podcast Oscars. Those exist? I don't know. I, maybe. I just kind of assume that we'll win something Sh- at some we point. We should start them and just give them to ourselves. <laughs> Only to ourselves. <laughs> Ooh, another close win. No fucking ZD takes it home. Um, but I, I watched that and I'm just kind of like, that Jimbo has it figured out in so many ways I would love to just be flipping flapjacks at some diner <laughs> yeah some just, ways. just like talking nice. yeah and and I mean yeah he's got it carved out real nice but you know the, what, what we don't see behind the scenes is you know the owner of the diner can't pay for his health care anymore so he has to get on some fucking you know they, they basically turn him into a freelancer I think mm. is probably what winds up happening he's got to pay $900 a month for his health care sure, and then yeah. the government puts a lien on his house and then he forgot to pay his taxes because he's a freelancer and it gets complicated you know like the geez yeah i think those lies don't really exist that's why i think it's oz you know what i mean like yeah well it kind of is yeah yeah and like it's everything's more complicated than it seems but at least jimbo can sleep at night Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that that's maybe the message that i get yeah well even as as you say that now actually i mean uh, this kind of relates to tony idealizing the simple life too where he kind of thinks you know right oh just stop and smell the roses it's so easy just enjoy life but even then it actually gets really annoying and frustrating most of the time and yeah. there's little things the sink is dripping or there's like a leaky roof there's or your daughter fucks up your glue gun right this is yeah. <laughs> there's always something yeah completely um so i guess in a way we're kind of seeing him through you know the veto lens who probably does think like oh my god he's got it all figured out this is great but like if we were to follow the veto storyline you know if he were to stay in New Hampshire forever, eventually there would be plenty of bullshit he'd have to deal with there too. Totally. I mean, know? I'd love to go back to them two years later. Right. And they're having yeah. like the dumbest arguments. Right. You know, yeah, it's totally. like, you know, uh, something stupid. But yeah. like, did you call Geico about the motorcycle insurance? Yes. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> it's only 15 minutes. It's only 15 minutes. <laughs> but like, one, one stray observation. Mm-hmm. Shout out AV Club. What um, up, Todd Vanderwerf? But of basically, like, <laughs> um, by the end, Vito's ordering the usual. Mm. He goes in and, like uh, and, v- and 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 Jimbo says the usual, Vince. He doesn't ask if they're boring. I love how you asked if we're boring last week. We Randy comes be. up with the titles. I love that. Are we boring? <laughs> we very we well want to know. Like, tweet at us. Are we boring? <laughs> we do the same thing every week, basically. Um, yeah. It's the usual. Just give us the usual pod. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing. Yeah. We'll do it for you. Um, so for now, I mean, uh, yeah, this is this idealistic Oz land for Vito. Um, he, he calls home. He, he talks to Marie. Um, oh, that's also... a great scene with Thad McCone. That shit yes. is fucking hilarious because he's actually being good at kind of duping everybody into, I know, into yeah. thinking he's like this simpleton. He's like, you know what I like to do? What'd you lose? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way that he kind of like inserts himself in those fucking the people that and his. Oh, I'm assuming Mrs. McCone. Probably. Good yeah. lord. They do such a great job on the show of making fun of like the NPR. You yeah. know just the average NPR listener. Taxpayers. The, the, they make fun of yeah, taxpayers, Yeah, exactly. Basically. Regular, like, regular schmucks. Yeah. fully pays his taxes on time. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, probably gets does. a refund. 
I know. Imagine that. That must be nice. Fuck that. Uh, they're like the um, the big bad man people from season two, the one who call uh, who call the police about the Matt Bevilacqua murder. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> exactly. they're just they're so good on the show making fun of those people. Yeah, they, that's, and, I think that's because the writers are those people. Well, well, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. They, they all the writers' kids are in New York private schools or New Jersey private schools, yeah. and they see these parents all the time and listen to their bullshit. And they're like, and, can you believe what's going on with the Supreme Court? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That kind I mean, of shit. It's just you know? all bullshit. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I mean, we, the Supreme Court is real, but they, not to. Well, maybe who knows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but the scene with Marie is really nice. I do like that. Uh, Who's there's Thad McCon- It's great cut. Great cut. Yes, it is. And um, uh, we get a little bit of Vito Junior. Is it? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. uh, and also, so some more f- your your Phil Vito theory. I mean, there's a uh, there's a little more evidence. Uh, no. I would say maybe the other way this time. Actually, he says he trusts Phil the least. So what do you? What, I mean, what do you think about that? That's Is that th- just I pointed that out last that's time. Just more covering. That's, yeah, I guess that's that, more. Yeah. That he trusts him the least because he knows. And here, so I so watching this episode, especially the chat that they had in front of uh, that that Tony and v- and uh, Phil have in front of yeah, I'm trying to think that of, statue of Laurel and Hardy or. Something something it looks like some old-timey comedy guy with the baseball bat in newark uh i forget yeah i used used to know if that means anything to anyone out there he's definitely somebody that i used to know um but uh (laughs) yeah so they have that chat and i had a thought which further kind of helps my theory but Mm -hmm. i mean i had already mentioned that whole like i don't trust you know those guys especially phil that Mm. was part of my theory originally you know what i mean like why phil of anybody you know yeah because he knows he's a fucking headbreaker and they were lovers and phil's gonna be out for fucking blood because he knows phil and he knows that he can't handle this shit you know Mm -hmm. possibly being out there right yeah here's something that i realized (laughs) because phil goes really hard on phil calls tony over to have this meeting about something that like they haven't really talked about in a while. Tony's over there dealing with Julia, uh, Juliana, Juliana Skiff, Skiff yeah. and the eggs and the Jamba Juice and the whatnot mm-hmm. and like all that <laughs> shit. And so that, you know, he's fine, but, um, and Carmela and him finally having the sex again, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good thing, but Phil calls him all the way the fuck over there, drives to Jersey for this meeting about, you know, the Fanoik and his crew. Right. And I was thinking that perhaps there's, this is too much, but perhaps there's some sort of like agreement that they had, like this can never get out, you know? Yeah. Like it's almost like, I I feel like being gay in the mafia is like being an undercover fucking like Jason Bourne kind of thing where it's like, if this gets out, like I can't help you. Mm -hmm. There's no record that you're in the FBI. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, or whatever. So I feel like, there's an understanding spoken or unspoken between Phil and Vito that if this gets out, like clearly they're denying it. And I think that Vito probably knows that Phil is going to be overreacting kind of a lot, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, if I were to guess, I would say it's probably just unspoken Yeah, because it's just so ingrained in their culture that this cannot exist. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm still, um, this, this episode in particular makes me kind of lean the other way in a Mm. way, but yeah, I don't know. It's tough to no, say. No, no. I mean, I think that I, I think all the Johnny Cake stuff, like if Phil and Vito had a relationship, yeah. it's so locked down. The, yeah, the, the, it's so locked down and so like um, 
it's just that they're, they're not they're not free to express themselves at all right you know what i mean so that's yeah. not veto being used to having a relationship i mean there are there are a good amount of contradictions in the veto storyline because like in general v- really yeah, yeah, Vito's yeah having, I, mean, v- I mean between getting shot in the, between like you know the fucking the bakery scene a million years ago right when he's i think he's credited as, as gino and gino that. Yeah. yeah exactly and like you know all this stuff but the point is that you know, he he was wearing the motorcycle outfit at the club. He's like, you know, he's raising and roping the Broncos and buying drinks and all that shit. So, like, when he gets to New Hampshire and he's at a table full of gays, like, he should be feeling pretty good about it. I mean, he, he, I feel like if we really followed it, it, he should be a little more comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Right. Because he's been able to suss out safe spaces in, in the past. Yeah, yeah. So... All I'm saying is that if you find something that flies in the face of my theory, it doesn't fly in the face of my theory. <laughs> well, I, I, I still think the biggest thing is is Phil like grabbing the mattress when they're killing Vito. That's what, the cherry on top, for um, sure. But it, you know, the you're show... saying it's the ice cream scoops, but I'm saying it's the cherry. I'm right. with you. I'm we're, we're we're together on this. Great. So fundamentally, we agree. Fundamentally, but... <laughs> we're in agreement. Let's not make a beef where there isn't one. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so we do check in with Phil, though. I mean, that's one of the few bits of, of uh, mafia business in this in this episode. It's and... not even business. That's the problem. Not really. Yeah. That's but... why it's that's why it's so suspicious that Phil keeps bringing it up because yeah. these guys are all about money. Why, like, remember what remember what the chaser said? You know, these guys are all about just making money all of the, the time. Scam, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Vito's yeah. out of the picture. Construction still going strong. They got Carlo in there. You know, presumably. Yeah. And why is Vito taking time out of his day to deal with this? Phil, a, you mean? Excuse yeah, me. Yes, right. I mean Vito's taking a lot of time out of his day. <laughs> well, but yeah. why is Phil? Why is Phil taking the time out of his day to deal with this? Because yeah. he's afraid that something's going to get out. He's afraid that Phil is like, or he's afraid yeah, that Vito's yeah, building true. something. You know, yeah. he, he doesn't know what's going on. It's freaking him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. So he's fishing. He's fucking fishing, just like Vito did. I guess. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What do you know? What do you say? Well, you know what do you say? You know, like, yeah, that yeah, kind true, of thing. True. So, all right, all right, maybe, maybe. Um, you seem convinced. I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I am. I'm officially convinced that Tony is gay and him and Phil are lovers. <laughs> I think that's what you're talking about. It's all a big act. Like Tony rolling his eyes in the last episode when right. Phil loses his mind. Right. He calls Carmela Phil while they're having sex, which, which I thought was like really <laughs> weird the first time. But now that now that we're talking about it, it makes way more sense. Yeah, they role play taking Phil's slacks to the Korean. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. their hot sex vibe. It's super weird to see Carmela with like the gray hair helmet, basically. That, yeah. That is Phil's hair. Yeah. So, um, Sopran- she'll, she'll do it. Whatever. Soprano's getting kinky. Is all I'm saying. She almost died. Yeah. Um. So, uh, why don't we uh, take a little break and come back and yeah, talk about I AJ and uh, Ernan and uh, a little little check in with Junior. We haven't seen him in a while. And uh, <laughs> a little, and what else? Yeah. Melfi. I mean, a lot going on actually. Little Melfi action. Um, the little littlest Melfi. Littlest Melfi. Mm-hmm. A, a little Melfi Elliot Kufferberg action, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, we've got. Uh, Tony and Carmela sort of having some interesting moments, mm-hmm. some tender moments. Yep. And uh, to- Tony kind of uh, wholly misinterpreting his near death experience. Yes. <laughs> across the board, <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's, um, that's what we have in store. So you can basically imagine what part two would sound like. We'll be back next week. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're just gonna hit the button. The AI is gonna is gonna gonna 3D print our podcast. Yeah. Let's just check for like errors or anything because we made a lot of mistakes last time. So no, we're no, never listen, we to, it. Not. Never uh, listen right. to it. We'll be back.
No Fucking ZD is brought to you by Special Socks. Grammy-winning song by, uh, hold on. Sean Colvin. There we go. Well, and you know the Grammys really have their finger on the pulse. They do. They certainly do. They they know what's real on the streets. We we got a fair amount of comments about our Grammy speech, our Grammy talk last week. We made a Grammy speech. (laughs) We talked about, uh, or I said something about James Corden being a quote-unquote serviceable host, which I thought wasn't really that big a deal. Dude, you dragged his ass so hard. I I didn't. I'm sorry. I'll be on your show, James Corden. I know he listens. Uh, yeah, and I love does. Reggie Watts, and so um, I I love Reggie Watts. Wait, wait, who was mentioning Reggie Watts? Reggie Watts? Is, his, is James Corden's band leader now I on, know. on uh, Late Late or uh, whatever it is? I know, but he's just doing it for that cashish. Nah, it's probably some nice cashish though. I know, but he's not like no. I'm doing this because James Corden is the best comedian. No, of course not. And he fits like, into all of his suits. Yeah, but what a gig! I I love Reggie Watts actually. No, I'm, I love Reggie Watts too. Yeah. You can see him like you cruise around Williamsburg in the summertime. You can see him riding his bike. Yeah, and, well, his, and his bike helmet looks really tiny because his hair is so big he looks like he's wearing like a little beanie like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious uh he's like ripped now too by the way i don't know if, i don't know if you've seen him lately but the he's fucker? dude yeah, oh, man. Well, it's that money a, you're, i mean that's that money friend's money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess so um anyway so uh speaking of ripped cool jacked dudes aj soprano is oh, I in you meant, like we're back we are too. <laughs> We're back after a break. We are two of those three words. We can let you guess which ones they are. Yeah. Um, but AJ, AJ Soprano back up to his usual tricks <laughs> at the club. <laughs> doing uh, nothing. At Blockbuster. Just, yeah, basically doing nothing with his life and I coming up with a million excuses as to why. Second. I Me love too. every second. I love his job. I love his clubbing. I love the hilarious shit that he gets asked by these moron women that he's with. Yep. Yep. I mean, she's not that dumb. She's just young. And people under 22 like don't know shit and they have no idea. Right. Uh, we've said it before. We'll say it again. It, AJ, the first time around for a lot of people is super annoying. Yep. But he is every line out of his mouth is comic gold. Yeah, it's I think great. he's probably the funniest character unintentionally on the show. I think that at this point, they... They're aware. I, well, I think that it... Well, I, I can't speak to that. I You may be right, but right, well, that can be your point, not mine. Okay. Um, I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I'm just separating myself <laughs> from that point. But what I was going to say was, at this point, we can give Robert Eiler credit for being fucking hilarious. Agreed. Agreed. Regardless of whether it was like written as a funny line or not, you know? Right, like, right, right. He's fucking he's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, even the way, like, the guy's describing the sports drink to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> It's so it's good. So amazing. It's so good. And now I'm I'm blanking, but like even the first scene with him in it when he comes home and 
and he's having a fight with Carmela and Tony. I can't it's, register right, until second registry. semester. Yeah. I mean, that is fucking great. <laughs> it's, he's such a fucking prick. Yeah, it's tough to watch because I, I for sure, I, I think I was younger when I was acting that way. Yeah, like, you weren't 28 or whatever. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it is like, I, I do remember being a, a prick myself between the ages of like 16 and uh, 16 and a half. And that's it. Everything was, after that, I was I've great. I've been a prick between ages one and 30 yeah. <laughs> all right yeah basically well, if i'm being honest i mean uh, aren't you planning a wedding too have you not yelled at your parents yet because <laughs> that's coming uh i haven't done that <laughs> it will happen yet but i did say something like i don't even know these people <laughs> to uh, yeah. my mom no i definitely did <laughs> but that i do know those people. i had a full-on mom stop giving us feedback on the save the date i sent you for feedback yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I said something my mom said well now you're being mean <laughs> so i forget what i said but that was a response that's that i got definitely like everybody has yeah. those moments and then i said i thought i told you i can't register <laughs> until second semester yeah unfortunately you can't enunciate like that via text i wish you could mm. i'm still lobbying for italics in text yeah, what's up with that? You My can mom do doesn't understand sarcasm at all, mm. so I feel like if I just made the sarcastic shit italic, like she might that get must it. have been fun in italics. Yeah, they should have that, or they should have an AJ emoji set <laughs> with just photos of him. Oh, please, uh, please that would help. God, yeah, that would help. Um, so, just texting the the failing Apple text messaging, right? <laughs> With all these little bugs, yeah, and, and it's this, just, this, yeah, it's not working. This weirdo nonsense, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he AJ is fucking incredible, and um, he's so funny. You know, I get it. If you're watching this again, we've 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 said it before, but this is the final season. If you're watching it, thinking like something big was going to happen every every week, it's kind of tough to watch AJ just fucking around at a club and and just kind of completely waste his life yeah just kind of being like well we'll get to the good stuff uh but i personally do feel like this is good stuff and, it is good um, stuff but it all it says so much about tony mm -hmm. his his son has no understanding of the world he's right. an heir you know right. he's one of the he might as well be on a reality tv show if if this happened a little bit later i feel like aj may have wound up on a reality tv show yeah for like young assholes i fully agree i mean I, uh, watching this one this episode this week I, I thought about that like like on paper vh1 mob kids yeah i mean but but on paper everything about this is really interesting yeah that there is this kind of like well, given the context not aj in and of himself right but it, it's interesting that you know we have this mob boss and when you think mob boss you think romantic godfather type stuff um, but, Michael Corleone, right? But in reality, it, it's someone who looks like Tony, and his kid isn't Al Pacino. It's someone like AJ, you know, yeah. just like on the couch on a on a really fancy couch watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, and yeah. it's it's really it is kind of interesting just to kind of think about like you know the mob son in the modern world where you know we don't solve our problems through violence as much or at least like this particular subset of people don't you know yeah totally and uh yeah and well, he's like a really kind of like weak little kid put into the situation and and yeah just on paper it's really interesting and i feel like it would this is a long way of saying that i feel like it would be a good re reality show plot but it's just kind of like when you're expecting the end of the sopranos you're expecting something much more dramatic yeah, way, absolutely. You know? And it's not. It, it really is just like, I mean, this is, it, that goes along with what you were saying last week about 
the idea of legacy and how we're dealing with that a lot. Like, yeah, this yeah. is Tony's legacy. He's raised a fucking moron. Totally, yeah. He's like a total waste of space. And really is kind of everything you'd expect a young person to be, just like way late. He's in his like early mid-20s. He's right, right. Or, or you no, know, like, he is. I was thinking he was twenty six because Melfi brings up that age, but he's younger than that because he's I feel like, like Jace is twenty six or something. Yeah, he is. He's oh, well, AJ is not. He's not even a uh, legal drinking age. Carmelo brings even it legal up. Drinking. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. He's so nineteen he's like or 20. twenty. Yeah. So he's nineteen or twenty, banging fifteen year olds. You know, sure, as one does. Right. Um, it's not okay. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, he's just like five years late and just being like a total dumbass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it's not happened yet, but I love the scene where he's doing too much blow and like the do- the guy's like, "I'm a doctor. What no, that, did you that's take?" This one, yeah. Oh, that's this one. Yeah. Okay, I didn't watch it yet, but um, right. me neither. He's like, I guess he, though. It's just like such a smack in the face when he like, he, you know, he kind of craps out and he can't really handle his shit. Right. And this guy is like clubbing and like having fun and can fucking sleep at night. And he's like, "I'm a doctor. What did you take? Let me yep. take. Let me help you." And I I just love that they made him a doctor and not some like dickhead junkie who was like like it's not like a Pulp Fiction moment where he's like you have to go down in a stabbing motion. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's like a dude who went to med school who's like not wasted and he's just like i'm at a club because i want to be at a club you right know? right and it's just showing like you don't have to be fucking anthony soprano you don't have to live your life like that to enjoy the things that he enjoys you know what i mean right totally and i mean i don't know how salient that was when it actually came out of my face but no, bef- I mean, I, when i thought about it, it made sense. Yeah, no i, I mean I, I get you i mean and also how much is aj really enjoying this versus like how much is Hernan really using AJ and his his mob connections and his money. I mean, yeah. AJ's the one who has to put down a credit card for that $1,800 bill. Well, the apparently they, they, they take turns, but we don't really see anyone else pay, I guess. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure I believe that Ernan likes AJ on a personal level. Well, I think it's clearly yeah. like he thinks it's cool to have a mob son around, you know, because yeah, it's sexy sure. and it's cool. And that girl's into him and that brings up maybe a couple of her friends around as oh, well. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Um, it's definitely but, like some gossip girl shit because mm-hmm. I love how I mean, I think it's it's interesting how they totally disregard like the idea of a drinking age, you know, it's mm-hmm. like I feel like even for super rich people in this city, like that shit still, you know. You got to be 21. I was turned away a lot early on. Like I would come here early college and we it's would just Because you were wearing a Red Sox hat. Probably, yeah. Probably. Just dropping my R's everywhere. Yeah, they're uh, like, there's no way this guy's dropping a G in this club. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's, that was, they were right. They were totally right. Yeah. But, um, but can I get a harpoon? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember coming here and, you know, being with like our girlfriends actually. And like they. Sorry, whose girlfriends? <laughs> uh, our girlfriends. Friends. Um, My girlfriends. I can't even do it anymore. Um, they were able to get into clubs very easily, and uh, ah. and I was not because you know I didn't have a fake ID and I wasn't a girl. Um, I guess all, all we're saying is that it was it, it's tougher than the show makes it seem. It's tougher than I mean, but I, I guess when you're rich, it makes it easier right. or something. And and I guess these are all the message here is that these are all kids who don't really have to go through the standard kind of trials mm-hmm. that most people do you right. know like when you're a normal person you turn 21 you go to a bar and you realize how expensive it is yes you know what i mean but these guys got a head start or something they did right um they certainly did and you know i mean uh, you know you said it like it's kind of like the, the the doctor can sleep well at night yeah someone like aj now has his father's curse with these panic attacks 
and I just can't help but feel like that <laughs> is goes... Is that a pa- panic attack or is that a cocaine attack? Well, I, I'm not totally sure. a little bit of both. I, yeah. Well, no, I guess he was saying that he at least tells the doctor that he didn't do anything that night. So, because he does the coke in one scene, a few more nights go by, he goes back to the club, and it's really after... Um, it's after he buys that stupid jacket. Yeah, I'm trying to think now, timeline-wise. So it's, it's the jacket! That's the problem! <laughs> um, it's It comes after some stuff between him and his dad. I don't I don't think it's... I think it's before the junior attempted murder scene but it's it's after the first coke scene he's just kind of thinking about where he comes from and realizing that he's kind of being used um because that redheaded kid is 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 like maybe your dad can like sort these people he's like asking for a favor on behalf of the same with the sports drink guys like he thinks that like he thinks that he's got status but he does and he thinks that they want to give him a prospectus and you know he doesn't even know what that is right all i'm trying to say is that he kind of we've we've been talking a lot about like the whole like kids being complicit angle this season and i think this is another just really clear example of that where it's not just that aj and meadow kind of had had to deal with like tony the way tony had to deal with livia it's that now they're really kind of a part of this lifestyle and they didn't necessarily ask for that you know i mean aj didn't ask to be used by his friends quote-unquote friends at a club but that's kind of the life that he's unfortunately been given you know it's also it's a little bit it's a little bit Carmela too, because the thing is that they don't know how to function i mean meadow is a little different but she'll come back to it you Mm -hmm. know she kind of she she's got a really good racket going where she's able to convince herself that she's not like this because she does just enough outside of like right. the mafia connection world. Right. It feels like she's she's a good guy or a good girl. She's a good you guy. Know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, she can and, convince herself and of that. Finn's wrong. She's right. You right. know all yeah. that stuff. But like the thing is that like AJ is is definitely is is. And it's brilliant how they wrote this. AJ is definitely Carmela's son. Yeah. I was about to say Carmela's daughter, which is almost true. <laughs> but um, is, AJ is definitely Carmela's son in that like he's like her in the sense that he doesn't know how to operate outside of that sort of connections based mm-hmm. world and actually earn something for himself. Yeah, true, true. Whereas Carmela like once did, but sort of decided to go with this and like this is the benefit of the way she's living her life and so she's gonna cash that check all day long yeah yeah um aj literally doesn't understand that there's another way you know right. what i mean and so he's like not only the shittiest blockbuster employee <laughs> right. um yeah. and i love the connection between him and chrissy and how you know chrissy talks about blockbuster and the candy and carpet smell and then yeah. aj winds up working at blockbuster yeah Great point. Um, Great we, point. We used to, you know, in the early seasons, you'd get an AJ episode and you'd get a Chrissy episode almost at the same time. Yep. You know, oh, yeah, very true. Um, very true. And this show, in many ways, is really about them. So uh, AJ doesn't really know how to do anything for himself. Yeah. And but there's something that's what the panic attack is. There's an internal switch that's saying like, wait a second, your life's fucked. Like, yeah. But we don't, we're not sure how to deal with it. So yep. we're gonna we're we're gonna like you know pull the uh, emergency brake. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. Right, and it's like it, that movie Inside Out. It's a really good one. I haven't seen that yet. It'll make you cry. Yeah, yeah. It, I loved every second. Really? Yeah. yeah. They I, found I a great to way to explain emotions to children. Interesting. I feel like we've had this conversation on the pod. <laughs> Have we? T- I don't know. We talked about this I, specifically. There's a great. But, there's a great moment at the end where you realize that sadness has a place. Like they mm-hmm. can't. They like can't 
that they're at an impasse of some sort and that and sadness has been just like the annoying like tag along the whole time mm-hmm. and they realize that sadness as a character is the only one who can help them get through this impasse in order to like move on it's like it's totally genius thing they it's always really good Pixar. i've been i want to watch yeah. it but i don't at the same time because the movie up fucking ruined me like are we have you it seen that made one you so sad for so many years i think i actually cried the entire 90 minutes of it it's and i just such couldn't a beautiful stop. Movie. i was like this is great but i just cannot stop. <laughs> i literally could not not stop crying <laughs> and i like don't normally cry watching things but I, that murdered I, me i cried during up and also oh, during God. during Term- terminator 2 at the very end when he goes down into the lava oh well that's a good when one when you see his hand and it's lowering and then the hand turns to a thumbs up <laughs> and john Connor, it gets me every time i just start bawling i hear you but also when you just describe it like that it sounds very funny <laughs> <laughs> me crying yeah. is the, well the yeah you thing. crying yeah. watching arnold give a thumbs up is great no no it's not it's just the you know because like well right you, you, the... it, this is after two and a half hours of sarah connor saying like the terminator would never get drunk and hit him and like all this shit and you're like holy shit this fucking poor kid in foster care and the only good dad he's ever had is the terminator right and by the way i'm pointing at the terminator 2 original poster in we my are, studio yeah. we're looking at it right now it's it's a beautiful thing my girlfriend thinks it's unprofessional but every single person who comes in here goes hey cool poster what? no that is maybe the greatest sequel of all time except for aliens but that that right. one also I, Godfather. Let, let's not uh, forget. Well, yeah, like, but I, I think of that as, as its own thing in a way. Like yeah, Aliens and Terminator movie. Two were like sequels. Right. You know, Godfather like, Two the, was like a big box office sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and also Terminator Two Cameron, looks just as good today it as does. it did because they. Does. You told me this. They shot it on IMAX, even though like TVs mm-hmm. were like the size of postage stamps back then, and so like they're just able every time there's another up up scale in in resolution yeah they just they just figure it out oh i didn't know i told you that but great maybe it was our friend johnny (laughs) valkos yes he's Uh, the uh dp for the mob wives he is indeed and he also works on the show (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) um all right, all that's right. it for me, folks. You've been great. <laughs> oh. Well, let's just quickly talk about it. I mean, we have to talk about AJ attempting to kill Junior. Uh, a <laughs> very know. botched attempt. Even if you were a really hardcore AD, ADA or DA or whatever the fuck you are. Yeah, what are you charging with, really? <laughs> I would have a hell of a time being like, this was attempted murder. He literally walked in there and dropped a knife on the yeah. floor. <laughs> He's like he holding sucks. his arm in a weird way the whole yeah. time. He looks and like, like just so clearly. Weirdo. Yeah. Uh, but he felt pressure to do it for whatever reason. I mean, he's trying to walk like a man. Well, I mean, you know, next season there will be the episode called Walk Like a Man, specifically about AJ fitting in with these tough guys, but we're getting like the seeds of it now, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it's not too far off again. I mean, I always repeat myself, but it's, it's not too far off from the whole, uh, Johnny Sack crying at the wedding thing. These are all totally all people who are trying to really look way more masculine than they actually are to kind of fit in. And they're all experiencing very reasonable emotions. Of course, yeah, but they don't know how to deal with them. Right. But, you know, know, it's not too different than Tony coming home and being pissed off about not having smoked turkey. He's not pissed off about the turkey. He's pissed off that he couldn't fuck Juliana. Mm Mm-hmm. And doesn't know how to own his feelings there, you know? No, he doesn't. And yeah. it's what pro- potentially one of my favorite Sopranos scenes ever. It's Come great. home, I want a little smoked turkey. <laughs> like, he's just so angry about the smoked turkey. Yeah. And, but that's and like, that's a standard marriage fight. It is, it is. Where the fuck is the smoked turkey, you know? Yeah. Um, and But poor Carmela has, has to put up with it. But, but Tony doesn't cheat. So there's that. He thought yeah. about it, and he didn't. Well... <laughs> 
Still doesn't work out for him. No, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, you need a million of those. That's the thing. It's like I, that. That's that's the thing that I keep thinking about. It's in in the wire when Cuddy goes and starts, you know, cutting grass and stuff like that. And the and the guy who runs the the landscaping company that hires him, you know, he says like being on the straight and narrow. Like there's no there's no big reward at the end of it. This mm-hmm. is it every day. You just do it. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, there's no way Tony can handle that. No, there's not. And, um, Juliana even says something to that effect at one point that she, she moved away from home from upstate New York to like Newark, New Jersey, which is a weird, weird transition, but she she's says, following the beat poetry movement. Of I, the I day, guess. I yeah. But, but she says she, she, uh, she moved away cause she couldn't deal with the boredom. And, Right, you know, right. Is that not what they're all kind of trying to deal with in some way? It's well, like it's so fucking boring. I have to only have sex with my wife. Like, why can't I fuck that stripper up there at the Bing? You know, I know. Uh, or this real estate lady from uh, from Jamba Juice. <laughs> you know, like yeah, no, no, that's but, the <laughs> real estate lady from Jamba <laughs> Juice. That that's my fetish. Right. Um, yeah, completely. I mean, and, and that and she also does a great job of connecting. Like, in case it didn't make sense to anyone at home before, she does a great job of connecting the addict and the mafioso. Yeah, and the the psychological condition of all of that, and 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 she's you know she dips her toe into you know the sinful kind of area because mm-hmm. she you know she's bored or she's got some sort of energy. I mean, we don't know that much about her, mm. but we know that she's in narcotics anonymous. She's got big issues. And, yeah. um, and you know, when we meet her, she's doing pretty well, but by the time, right. uh, by the time we depart from lovely Juliana Skiff, she's in pretty bad shape. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, and you she know. gets, she, she gets a double shot basically between like, you know, uh, an enabler and another addict and also just someone who's like triggering her like crazy in Tony between Tony and Christopher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Agreed. Even, I mean the boredom line too is kind of foreshadowing looking back now because that's a lot like the regularness of life thing that Christopher says. Well, I I think it also makes me think about how I feel like they're sort of addicted, you know, mm -hmm. Tony's addicted to his life. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Clearly, I'm not the first to think that. <laughs> no, you are. Uh, 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 but you know, nothing else to say about the episode. I guess really. Uh, I'm trying to think. Melfi's in it for a couple minutes here and there. Um, yeah, no- and he asks her to... for advice, yeah. but they don't really get there. There's not <laughs> nothing much. To report is all we're saying. Um, but a lot of setup for the coming episodes, and um, you know, we're 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 getting to the big push here. We're gonna have some. Uh, some more violence and mob stuff coming up but for this week it's really it's it's uh the real estate thing is the big mob storyline i guess patsy going around and picking up the collections <laughs> yeah that's just which, hilarious which ties back into the tony thing um i i don't think that tony ever didn't think he was going to sell the the egg place i think from the get-go he <laughs> yeah. was he was going to sell that stuff off that's all I'm oh, gonna say. Dude, I mean, I you just know. have to say he's a fucking master negotiator. It's not bad. Yeah, always he's scamming. Always and scamming. Always scamming. But he's just—I learned so much from watching him in that first conversation. He's like, you know, and he—he he gives this fucking like sob story about, it, and he's like, also, the offer's a little low. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean? And he's just like very non-specific, really like just, just kind of strings him along and very masterful. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Same thing with the coffee, with the chicory, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> et cetera. Um, all right. So I think that that about wraps it up. Uh, let's get into some questions. We have a few this week. Uh, this first one is from, uh, this is from at Port Control 7. 
quick question. What is best sandwich? Oh, yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. I mean, first of all, we have to talk about what is a sandwich. Right. You know? Well, are, are we going to get into the whole hot dog hamburger conversation here right now? I just mean like poetic, like okay. like poetically. Sure. What, what What is a sandwich, you know? Mm-hmm. To me, it's joy. Oh, I see. Yes. Um, to me, it is a... Um, it's a summer day <laughs> under the like under trees, and there's this beautiful like a warm wind coming through. Good, and, I and love that. Yeah, that's what I think when I think sandwich. Painting a good picture. I think a good conversation. You know, I, I, f- I think not talking to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think being all alone with my sandwich. Frankly, I think lunch is the best meal. Actually, lunch is yeah, definitely. It's, it's middle of the day. I like that. I like things that happen right in the middle of the day. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <Is that yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a uh, just a nice. Nice glass of Coca-Cola with it, you know, and a turkey club. <laughs> I love that, a glass of Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, but my answer, I think, is turkey Turkey club, I believe, is the best sandwich. Well, see, here's the thing. I think that the best sandwich, it's like, that's like the best song, you know, or the best, I, I, I think the club is the most important sandwich. Okay. Because you can really, you can learn so much about a place by ordering a turkey club. Like, for example, if I'm ever at a hotel and I'm hungry, mm-hmm. club sandwich. Yeah. Because that, that'll tell you everything you need to know about the kitchen. Like, what are you looking for exactly? Yeah. Are they overdoing it? Are they underdoing mm-hmm. it? It's hard to fuck up. That's that's the first and foremost thing. You it know is. what I mean? Yep. It's like, as long as you understand the ingredients that are involved, it's very difficult to, to, to have an issue. Let's not make a beef where there isn't one, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Now for you, do you need it to be a triple decker with like the three pieces of pieces of bread in there and I'm not losing my mind if it's not a triple decker. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. But I do like it. You know? Me too. Because there's like a little it, extra mayo that way. Yeah, and the air helps you to kind of take in the flavors a little more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love the club and uh, I love the Cuban. Ooh, a Cuban. That's a good one. Now that I think now that I'm thinking about it i think the cuban is the best sandwich but the uh, best the club is like the best standard sandwich like you yeah yeah you're right you kind of can't go wrong with it and if you do wherever you are get the fuck out of there and and go to a different country yeah because they should be able to get the club down right it's not hard yeah y- you know what else is great and i gotta tell you this flies in the face of a whole lot here in america mm-hmm. the patty melt it's so good. Like with, uh, <laughs> it's a hamburger on, on regular bread. Bread. It's grilled cheese with a hamburger in, in it, basically. And onions. Uh, okay. You need like the onions. If you want to go full on like flat top fifties style, you know, I yeah. think that the, I think that a, a patty with like a little Russian dressing. Oh, daddy. That sounds dope. It's really good. Let's call our dads and talk about Let's it. Let's call our dads. <laughs> hey, daddy, we love these sandwiches. <laughs> we're gonna I probably write my letters to to my daddy. <laughs> Um, all right, this one comes from at Obsidian Jet. This is a, a three-parter, that's an actually. That's an elaborate fucking handle. Uh, it is, and it's an elaborate question, um, but we can kind of con- condense it here. Um, has anyone from the business reached out to us since we started No Fucking ZD, or have we reached out to anyone else? That's part one and two. And the third Jesus. third curveball here is, what'd you get for your 30th birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Um, has anyone reached out to us? No, no, definitely <laughs> no one no, has. Definitely not. We are. We keep checking our spam folder, but, but it doesn't. You know, there's nothing there. Yeah, but we are. This is a a goal of ours is to yep. eventually get. It doesn't matter if they were like a production assistant on one day in New Hampshire for, <laughs> for the veto yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. We want to get at least someone who worked on the show 
on our show. Wait, are we talking about someone who's connected or like someone who was connected to the show? Oh, I didn't think about that, actually. Because I'm wondering if, you know... Yeah, I mean, we, we do have connections well, either, to the mob wives. I mean, I guess either way the answer is yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, one's, no one's tried to contact us, I can tell you that. From HBO or the, you know... That'd be cool, though, if, if we could get like a, a, a mob wife or a mob kid or something to come and talk about the realism of the show. And just tell yeah. us how realistic it was. You explain to us. I would love that. And what's the th- what was the third part? Uh, what'd you get for your 30th birthday? Because we talked about... I, I didn't just turn 30, but we talked about my birthday a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. You know that there was someone who thought that I was reading a review and they were trying to figure out how old we were. And they thought you were in your 30s, but that I had just turned... 23 or something like that <laughs> which is very funny That's to me fucking awesome uh, and very wrong by the well, way well yeah um, i mean because brendan is like decades older than me yeah, yeah. he's I'm, my I'm dad a thousand years brendan's old brendan's my dad yeah <laughs> we did me and my son do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing like it's part of a school project yeah uh so what what did you get for your 30th birthday um i got a watch it was nice. sick nice i got a we did my my gift was we we rented a hotel room and we had everyone there to come oh, right. hang out, which was a great time. That was fun. That was my uh, that was my uh, that was my big gift. I don't think I got anything else. Um, <laughs> we don't remember. I'm still disappointed. I have to say. Um, <laughs> and I guess the last thing is that uh, we kind of fucked up about Lauren Bacall last week. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> I loved it. I loved all of the, the Twitter mentions about that. <laughs> that was great. Um, okay, so actually, here's one more question. This is from at Il Bibek, at Il B-I-B-E-K. Uh, if the gang had to have legitimate careers, would they be successful, or what would they be successful on based on their skills, their personalities and skill set? I think Tony in politics would work. Maybe. I think he could be like a, he could start like at mayor for like a small town in Jersey. And I think then he's more of a behind this, like chief of staff type guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, not right. A, you know, he's got to work his way up, but I sure. think he's definitely like a, some sort of, uh, uh, what do they call it? Election consultant, uh, campaign manager. Right. Something like that. There you go. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> um, yeah. I, th- I think that Tony overall would be the only successful one, <laughs> but yeah, maybe Christopher could be like, a. He could have done well in reality TV if he waited a couple of years. If he and, became like a producer and he was like, okay, here's yeah. what we're going to do. She's going to eat the centipede and then she has to do, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like real trash. If he, yeah, honestly, in like 2010, Christopher could have fucking killed it on the New York reality scene. That's my feeling. Yo, I totally think you're right. Yeah. I, I, Polly did, I think if Polly stayed in the military, mm-hmm, maybe he could have done it. And then maybe professional gambler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um there's something where he gets to sit down you know yeah so that's it i think right wow we made it through johnny cakes okay this feels like you know it is a mile marker it's a serious mile marker this is this is one of the episodes it's not a it's not a loved episode but it's one of the episodes when you talk about the show yeah i I uh, completely agree groundbreaking stuff yeah and we're done that's it so um it's been great doing this podcast with you this is the final episode and um we'll be back next time to talk about (laughs) uh what's coming up next mo and joe i don't think so i think something else is coming up no it's not mo and joe Um, it's uh 
Episode 9 of Season 6, whatever it is. Episode and, uh, 74 of the entire series. There you go. Top 13. We're, we're there. We're almost there, guys. Wow. And uh, uh, that's it. I got nothing to add. You got nothing to add. So, uh, bye. <laughs>